0: 6.30 Chad, This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre you're listening to this morning on 6:30. Chad uh, Daryl is gone this week. He is back next week. Um, I, I've done this morning show gig for a really long time over the last uh, decade or so for about 12 years. Uh, I've been used to waking up at around three o'clock in the morning. But lately is, is you know, we get a little bit older, our sleep patterns change a little bit. and, and now my pattern is I can fall asleep, no problem. Uh, but I can't stay asleep. So around uh, one o'clock, sometimes two o'clock, I am up. I'm staring at the clock. I'm tossing and turning. And then, my, of course, my alarm goes off around uh, 345. And, and I, you know, I talk to people and especially women my age about uh, sleep issues. And a lot of people are having them. And a lot of people, their minds just can't shut off. And in fact, it gets ramped up in the middle of the night while you're trying to sleep. And, you know, I know I'm not in the same. I know I'm not the only one in, in, in the boat. I know there's a lot of people with me. Um, well, just sailing along, trying to find the land of good sleep, and we just can't get there. So we're going to get some. We're going to get some help. Dr. Joyce Johnson. She is uh, a member of the Ontario Association of Naturo- uh, Naturopathic Doctors and the Canadian Association of Naturopathic Doctors, and she's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, doctor.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me.
0: These sleep problems—they're common, aren't they?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it, as we age, it tends to become more common from a variety for a variety of reasons, um, hormonal changes, um, and then our body naturally makes melatonin, and we make less and less as we age. So that will impact our quality of sleep as well.
0: And you mentioned as we get older, um, why is
1: that? Just to, our bodies are changing. Yeah, the bodies are changing. So the natural production of melatonin begins to slow down. So you're not making as much. And then if you were to compound having maybe additional stress in your life, that Mm -hmm. is going to impact how much melatonin your body is able to make. It's It's a little bit of a balancing act that happens between cortisol, which we know is elevated when we're under stress, or during the day, cortisol, cortisol is supposed to be elevated during the day, but if it's not coming down properly at night, if you're not relaxing enough at night, your melatonin production is not going to surge the way it should.
0: And how does this affect people throughout the day, not getting a decent night's sleep? Mm-hmm.
1: So many things can happen. Um, You can have daytime fatigue. You can have irritability. You can have difficulty concentrating, making decisions. We also know it can um, affect our reflexes. So we know when we have that change in time, generally in the spring, like winter to spring, when when our clocks change, that is a time where studies have shown there's an increased risk of car accidents Mm. because um, people's reflexes. Are slower. So think about it that way like it can really affect your ability to function at your
0: 100%. And so there are a lot of people who you have problems falling asleep but mm-hmm. in particular today we're talking about those who can fall asleep they just can't stay asleep what
1: is that called? Yes so we often call it sleep maintenance insomnia right you're trying to maintain that sleep but you're having difficulty. So you well you may be able to fall asleep easily you wake up multiple times in the night and it can be a challenge to try to get back to sleep and this disrupts your sleep pattern as as you know well enough firsthand right so it can really affect the quality of sleep that you're getting.
0: So why are we waking
1: up? <laughs> um, often, what happens? Like, there's there's multi uh, multiple factors. So when I hear that you're waking at one, two o'clock in the morning, these are times. Uh, in theory when melatonin production should be the highest and for people that are um, experiencing a decline they're not having enough melatonin at that time of the night so that could be a reason why Um, for other people it could be having um, some Maybe simple carbohydrates or alcohol too late before you fall asleep. What will cause your blood sugar levels to crash while you're sleeping? And when your blood sugar levels go down, adrenaline will surge and that will wake you up suddenly. So it really depends on, you know, are you having like sweet late night snacking or it's, probably for a lot of people that are getting older it has to do with the melatonin production not being high enough to to maintain that sleep
0: so you mentioned melatonin and of course you can buy that Mm -hmm. in the in the grocery store um it gives me the weirdest dreams so i I tried Mm -hmm. it a little bit um it didn't work for me but is that is that Mm -hmm. one thing you recommend
1: Um, yes. And I always do suggest, uh, well, along with melatonin, different foods too. But if you are taking melatonin, I usually suggest you start very low. So you start at a very low dose. You start at say one milligram. Mm -hmm. And if you can only find like a three milligram tablet, they're easy to snap in half with like a pill snapper or, you know, a sharp knife. And you start really low. If you happen to take it, like you said, or you have (laughs) Very vivid dreams, which can happen with any kind of sleep aid. Um, Or if you wake up in the morning feeling groggy, you may have taken too much. That's sort of the rule of thumb that I would discuss with a patient. Um, But other things that you can do is incorporate foods that contain natural sources of melatonin, like cherries, tart cherry juice has natural melatonin in. So I really love frozen cherries as like a bedtime snack because it's going to help you to fall asleep. I say frozen because, well, we're all frozen right now. But <laughs> <laughs> cherries are not in season, and sometimes when they are, they can be quite steep. So um, incorporating something like that, uh, having some oatmeal prior to sleep, that can help improve the quality of your sleep. So there are some foods that, that can be helpful. There's some extra herbs As well, Um, think about passionflower, um, hops. Those can also be beneficial, 5-HDP. And there's a lot of different combinations of these um, herbal remedies, also including there's valerian root, Mm -hmm. that can help improve relaxation, help improve sleep. And remember, they're aids. They're not cures. There's a lot of other sort of lifestyle things that you can do that can also
0: help. And we're going to get into those in, in just mm-hmm. a few minutes. Um, I, want to, I want to get some do's and don'ts. So I'm going to keep mm-hmm. you a little bit longer if that's okay. That's um, perfectly fine. What about this REM sleep we hear about? If we are up at two o'clock, have we already had our REM sleep? Or, or when does REM sleep come in? Like, Which is the most important kind of sleep, right?
1: Yes, it is. And that's often where you are getting um, your crazy dreams. <laughs>
0: Uh.
1: REM sleep like that's when you're often getting um the the vivid dreams that you're remembering um it happens about 90 minutes or so after you fall asleep they you could go up to maybe two three cycles of REM sleep in the night they typically last about 10 minutes and usually each of the stages you get into Gets a little bit longer through the night, and the final one may last up to an hour.
0: You mentioned it's, it, it, you know, this this sleep maintenance insomnia happens as mm-hmm. we're getting older. Do we need less sleep as we're getting older? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> we don't. We don't need less sleep. You should still be getting your roughly seven to nine hours of sleep per night as an adult. Okay. That is what's required to you know um, fully recover from from the day's activities to properly make hormones that need to be produced in the night to give things like your liver ample time to be able to function at their, their highest point, right? Because during the day, our bodily functions are focused on um, the tasks at hand and physical components, right? So in the night when you're sleeping, that's when your organs get a better opportunity to, to do their thing.
0: All right. We're going to get some do's and don'ts. If you are (laughs) wide awake at 1 a.m. and you can't get back to sleep, what should you do? What shouldn't you do? We're talking to Dr. Joyce Johnson, a naturopathic doctor. We're going to be back in two minutes. We're going to deal with sleep maintenance insomnia, and that means you can fall asleep but you can't stay asleep and and maybe in the middle of the night you are awake, maybe several times uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, We are talking to Dr. Joyce Johnson, a naturopathic doctor, and she's got some tips and some do's and some don'ts. All right, Doc, let's uh, let's get some do's. What should we be doing?
1: Okay, so if you wake up in the middle of the night, avoid the temptation to constantly look at the clock.
0: Mm, That's hard.
1: Don't stare at the clock. You want to um, turn the clock away maybe you're removing that visual reminder of time passing. So that can help reduce that urgency you have to fall asleep and help to reduce some of the anxiety that comes along with it. I
0: also hear on on, on the list of, of do's mm-hmm. is get out of bed if you are awake. I, I resist that because I'm like, <laughs> well, how am I going to fall asleep if I'm not in bed?
1: Exactly. Oh, I, I'm with you on that. Um, But it's important to break the association of your bed with wakefulness, right? So that Mm -hmm. means if you're awake for more than 20 to 30 minutes, try maybe reading a book with soft lighting, um, even doing like a a gentle sort of puzzle, listening to calming music or like a sleep podcast. I found um, there's so many really great Uh, sleep apps out there, but there are some really great ones, like just short ones. you find them on so many different platforms, like a 10-minute relaxation to help you fall back asleep. Mm -hmm. So this can be really helpful for that gentle transition to return to sleep. So maybe if you're up and it's been 10 minutes, give yourself that opportunity to maybe do some Um, relaxation activities and if you're 30 minutes and you're still like blink eyes wide awake maybe you're gonna get up and do something calming don't turn on all the big LED lights though. you want to still keep the soft lighting.
0: What about our use of electronics how is that keeping us up?
1: Yeah it it does Uh, the blue lights from the screen can disrupt that natural sleep cycle because it suppresses melatonin production. And we know how important melatonin is to have produced in order to get good quality sleep, so establish like a relaxing pre-sleep routine. Reading like a physical book, or even a lot of the the e-readers can go without that blue light. I don't I don't know exactly what that's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Where there's not blue light admitted, you can still mm-hmm. see the pages. Yeah. Um, or practicing meditation, something to signal to your body that it's time to time to wind down. Think about um, for any parents out there if you you have little kids or you had kids that were once little you think about what you used to do to encourage a good bedtime routine and it would be a routine you did the same thing every night you would start to calm things down you start to relax maybe dim the lights and that was a trigger for your child that okay you know what sleep is coming it's, it's almost bedtime now
0: So we should uh, do that for ourselves, take care of ourselves as well. What about our minds? Because Mm -hmm. I wake up and I've got, and it's almost ridiculous what I think about and worry about and I'm anxious about. And I'm not alone because I'm talking to other women uh, in my circle and they they worry about everything in the middle of the night. How can we calm our brains down? And what's our brains doing in the first place worrying so much um, at two o'clock in the morning?
1: Right. This is like that time where we're thinking about the next day. We're thinking about our responsibilities. Even if you wake up during the night, these preoccupying thoughts, they can increase stress and anxiety. And uh, you want to focus on as much relaxation as you can. So having a toolbox of relaxation techniques is crucial. Learning deep breathing exercises, uh, progressive muscle relaxation, and again, guided imagery, these can all be really effective. Um, You can listen to a few videos or listen to some some podcasts about how to slowly relax each of your muscle groups. Um, I teach fitness classes, so at the end of like a Pilates class, we'll do like a little relaxation exercise, and one of them that I find quite easy that you can do, say, at home lying in bed, is just that progressive muscle relaxation so you start by wiggling your toes and then you're going to squeeze them really tight and then you let them relax you feel the sensation up your legs you squeeze all the muscles in your lower body then you let them relax and feel each muscle slowly progressively sort of thinking backwards and you can do that with all of the muscles in your body slowly start at the bottom go all the way to the top and it's just a one of those um, techniques that can help your body to you know, recenter, refocus, think about right now, not about the rest of your day or what you have planned. So trying to bring that shift back to your body right at that moment. Some great tips.
0: Thanks for joining us. Thank
1: you so much.
0: This has been uh, Dr. Joyce Johnson, our discussion talking about sleep maintenance uh, insomnia, which so many of us have. She is a member of the Ontario Association of Naturopathic Doctors.